Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, "'Twas a Glad Day When Jesus Found Me." blind man made his way along the street, tapping his white cane on the curb and walking carefully. 
every day he made his way down this street. By feeling with his cane, he could determine where the curb ended and a street crossing began. The man tapped until he came to a crossing. He pulled the collar of his raincoat up around his neck as protection against the cold rain. Then he waited for a person to come along to help him across the busy street. He could tell by the continuous flow of traffic that there was no stoplight at this crossing. It was a little noisier because of the driving rain, but usually he could perceive sound very distinctly, a compensation for his blindness. Then before he even noticed, another man was beside him with his hand extended. The blind man felt reassured as he gripped the hand of the stranger. The two made their way across the busy thoroughfare. Suddenly there was a screech of brakes. There was an audible thud, followed by more screeching of brakes from other cars as they careened along the street to avoid the accident. Finally, all traffic stopped. A policeman standing nearby had to run to the middle of the street and halt all cars. Immediately, several bystanders ran into the street to see if there was any life in those two still bodies which lay before a big delivery truck. Another policeman came over and examined the two men. After a few moments, he stood up. They are both dead, he said solemnly. Then the policeman looked down at the hands of the two men. Tightly gripped in the hand of the one dead man was a white cane, the unmistakable mark of a blind man. The policeman's jaw dropped in amazement as he looked at the other dead man. It was not in the grip of the man's hand, but broken almost in two from the impact of the truck and laying beside the second body, another white cane. The officer picked up the two canes and held them out. A one in a million accident, he said. Each man had held out his hand for help across the street. Each must have gripped the other man's hand, thinking that he was being led by someone who could see. A woman, solemnly shaking her head, said, The blind leading the blind. In a figurative way, the blind lead the blind every day. Lord Jesus Christ used a statement, They be the blind leaders of the blind. When he referred to the Pharisees whose prejudice, nationalism, legalism, and works of righteous doctrines deluded many. Today, humanist philosophies claim that it doesn't matter what one believes as long as they are sincere that all religions are good and that it makes no difference what you believe about God. Many today are thus deceived. We need to remember the lesson from the healed blind man in Scripture who was taunted with the perplexing questions by men who scoffed at his faith in Christ. Of these things I know not, he said. But one thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Only faith in the Lord Jesus Christ enables us to see and thus avoid the fate of having the blind leading the blind. Listen now as John DeLapp sings for us this beautiful song entitled, The Lighthouse. There's a lighthouse on the hillside Oh, that overlooks 
life see when I'm tossed oh it sends out a light so that I might see and the light that shines in darkness now will safely lead us all if it wasn't for that lighthouse oh tell me where would this ship be and all my friends who live around me they say tear tear that lighthouse down all those big ships they don't sail this way anymore and there's no use of it standing around and then my mind goes back to that stormy night when just in time I saw the light was a light from that old lighthouse oh that stands up there on a hill and I thank God for the lighthouse oh I owe my life to him for Jesus he be and I thank God for the lighthouse oh I owe my life to him for Jesus is a lighthouse and from the rocks of sin he Show the light all around me that I could clearly see. If it wasn't for that lighthouse, oh, tell me where would this ship be? You are listed during the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for a morning worship service. We invite you to listen or to watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. 
we invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at 942-2131. Listen now as Randy Bickle plays for us the piano this lovely song, Sweet, Sweet Spirit.
years ago at a special function, the conversation drifted around to the subject of friendship. There were many people present, each gave his own definition. An athlete said, in my opinion, a friend is a balancing pole that enables us to walk the tightrope of life without falling. A physician said, I believe a friend may be likened to a soft bandage and a soothing ointment that helps us over the cuts and bruises of life. A friend is like a golden link in the chain of life, is what a jeweler said. A botanist offered this definition. It seems to me that a friend is a vine that clings to us and hides the discrepancies. To this, a florist added, yes, and the greater the ruin, the closer such a friend clings. A woman in mourning thought for a moment and said, a friend is one who comes in when the whole world goes out. At that point, a white-haired man of 80, who was trusting Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, felt it was time for a word of testimony, so he added, The best friend of all is Lord Jesus Christ, who said, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Yes, all of us need companionship, but especially we require the heavenly affection and the blessing of a friend who sticketh closer than a brother, the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen now as Jeremy and Alyssa Hetrick play for us this beautiful and wonderful song, O Lord, You're Beautiful.
Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is rightly dividing the word of truth, mid-Acts dispensationalism. Now, we've been talking about this, and we showed you some of the similarities between dispensationalism and mid-Acts dispensationalism. And then, of course, we've been looking recently at the differences between the two schools of theology. One area is the beginning of the commencement of the church, the body of Christ. Where and when did the church, the body of Christ, start? And the issue of water baptism and the baptism on the day of Pentecost. The difference between the baptism for power on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, and the one baptism of Ephesians 4, 5, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, which is not for power, it's positional truth, and it puts the believer into the church, the body of Christ. And though dispensationalism and mid-Acts dispensationalism agrees on the doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture of the church, the body of Christ, and the majority of eschatology, which is a doctrine of last things, however, there are some important differences. These differences include the understanding of the seven church of Revelation, the usage of the term second coming and using it interchangeable with the rapture, and does the church return at the second coming, and does the church reign in the millennial kingdom? The seven church of Revelation. Dispensationalism teaches that the seven churches are actual church ages. And they would then teach that the church ages are from the time of the apostles unto the time of the rapture of the church. According to this belief, we are living in the church age of the Laodiceans. And the seven churches and, the, and ages are based upon a wrong interpretation and a faulty understanding of Revelation one nineteen, which states, Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. They would say what the things that only John saw was the first chapter, that's past. Chapters 2 verse 1 to 322 is present, and in the fourth chapter to the end of the book is future. Revelation chapter 1 verse 20 says, The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. Here is a dispensational interpretation of Revelation one twenty. The angels of the seven churches are not literal angels nor believers in general, but as chapters 2 and 3 show, they are pastors or ministers of the local churches in places of authority and responsibility. Can I ask you a very honest and very simple question? How can you change Revelation one twenty, where it explicitly states that the seven stars are the seven angels and change it to mean pastors? The majority of dispensationalism who battle and argue for a literal interpretation now want to change that, want to change God's interpretation from angels to pastors. And by what reason and by what authority do they have to do that? Revelation one nineteen, the mid-acts position. Revelation one nineteen does not mean past, present, or future. The whole book of Revelation is a book of prophecy. The Apostle John had seen the whole book of Revelation. What he has seen, he saw the whole book, which which are what these things mean, and these things are gonna hereafter, these things are coming, these things are gonna happen upon the earth. The book of Revelation is a book of prophecy and all chapters, all 22 chapters, await a future fulfillment. The seven churches are not church ages 
from the time of the apostles to the rapture, the seven churches are seven literal churches which will be in existence during the tribulation period. The rapture and the second coming. The rapture of the church, the body of Christ, and the second coming are not the same event. And these terms should never, should never be used as interchangeable. These are separate events. Some dispensationalists will state that the church is looking for the rapture and then state that the church is looking for the second coming. Or use this popular phrase, he first comes for his saints at the rapture and then he comes with his saints at the second coming. The rapture is when the dead and alive believers will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. The the rapture will occur before the 70th week of Daniel, hence the pre-tribulation rapture. And it's at the rapture that all believers will receive their glorified bodies. The second coming will occur after the 70th week. The Lord is going to return to the earth. The rapture, we meet the Lord in the air. And the second coming is to the earth, and it's the coming of judgment. Then Revelation 19.14 says, And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Well, what is the identity of the armies in heaven? Most interpret that the armies in heaven are to be the church, the body of Christ. Well, they would place the church as returning with Christ at his second coming. Can I ask you a question? What event on earth will occur at the second coming of Christ? And if you answered and said Armageddon, you're absolutely correct. Revelation nineteen sixteen and 17 says, And he hath on his vesture on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun. He cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowl that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. That is Armageddon. If you believe that the church, the body of Christ, is returning at the second coming, that we're the armies of heaven in Revelation 19, 14, then the issue is you're coming back at Armageddon time on earth. The armies of heaven there is not a reference to the church, the body of Christ, but we could show you consistently it's dealing with who? It's dealing with the, the angels. The hope of the church, the body of Christ, is a heavenly hope and not an earthly hope. The church, the body of Christ, will not be ruling and reigning with Christ on earth during the millennial kingdom. That's an earthly hope. We're already seen and identified where? In the heavenly places in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a difference between Israel's hope on earth and the church's hope and the eternal hope that we have in heaven. This is why it is so important to rightly divide. Divide the word of truth to understand God's word. If you have any questions about our study or any other questions or Bible verses that you would like studied in the light of the word of God rightly divided, please contact Pastor Stewart at the Altoona Bible Church. The church's phone number is 942-2131 or you can email me at altoonabible at altoonabible.org. The Lord Jesus Christ came into this world, he who knew no sin, 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ, your personal Savior? If you've never trusted him, the only way of salvation, the only way, is by belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, who came to die for you, for your sins, that by simple faith he will save you now and throughout all eternity. Won't you believe him right now before it's eternally too late? Darkness of-
been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus.